This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Oliver Kemp. Hello, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Wednesday, August 18th. Our top story today, Boris Johnson says more than 2,000 Afghan nationals have been resettled in the UK following the Taliban's takeover. The government's also secured the return of just over 300 British nationals. The Prime Minister's been defending his response to the situation during an emergency debate in the House of Commons today. The MP for Tunbridge and Mauling and former soldier Tom Tugendhat has been applauded by colleagues after speaking out about his time serving in Afghanistan. During the debate, he said the past week had torn open wounds. Like many veterans, this last week has been one that has seen me struggle through anger and grief and rage. The feeling abandonment of not just a country, but the sacrifice that my friends made. I've been to funerals from Poole to Dunblane. I've watched good men go into the earth, taking with them a part of me and a part of all of us. And this week has torn open some of those wounds, left them raw, left us all hurting. And I know it's not just soldiers. I know aid workers and diplomats who feel the same. I know journalists who've been the witnesses to our country in its heroic effort to save people from the most horrific fates. I know that we've all been struggling. And if this recall has done one thing, let me tell you now, Mr Speaker, it's achieved one thing already. I've spoken to the Health Secretary, who's already made a commitment to do more for veterans' mental health. This isn't just about us. The mission in Afghanistan wasn't a British mission, it was a NATO mission. It was a recognition that globalisation has changed us all. The phone calls that I am still receiving, the text messages that I've been answering as I've been waiting, putting people in touch with our people in Afghanistan, reminds us that we are connected. We are connected still today. And Afghanistan is not a far country about which we know little. Bosses in Ashford are promising to support families fleeing the country under the government's proposed resettlement scheme. The council has been in contact with the Home Office and says it's prepared to provide housing. Its leader, Jerry Clarkson, says he's not worried about being criticised for helping refugees as he thinks people will realise it's the right thing to do. Our political editor, Paul Francis, has been chatting to him. I think there's a moral imperative for us all to assist. When we criticise governments, we have to realise that governments are the people that really advance the ideas and set up the framework, but they can't do it on their own. And we all have to chip in and help. And we have a record of assisting the Syrian refugees, real refugees who've come from very war-torn areas. And we've had a programme for now nearly six years, and it's been a delightful programme. And they're contributing to our community. And this uh, crisis we have here with Afghanistan, um, in terms of those that we need to get out, is a uh, 
uh, a really very, very similar one. But of course, we have the urgency of getting them out quickly now. And we all have to put our um, shoulder to the, to the wheel and, and, and ensure we, we take uh, these people. Their, their lives are at risk here. Uh, some people might say, well, you've done a great deal for Syrian refugees. Uh, perhaps that's enough for Ashford and uh, you're overburdening the authority with additional pressures by uh, accepting Afghan. Well, over that five or six year period, we've taken 34 families. And I think uh, we're taking roughly 50 a year for the Syrians. And I think if you look at our population, we have 135,000 uh, approximately at the moment. Uh, because we're coming up to a new census at the moment. The last one, I think, was in 2011. And quite frankly, I don't think that's overburdening. We spread them around the borough. We didn't locate them in one place. They've been very, very uh, constructive, and uh, they have been thriving in the borough and uh, committing and uh, aiding our borough, and we've benefited from their being here. It's enriched our, our population and our culture, and I can say nothing but praise for them. And the Afghani uh, people that are coming across in, under these terrible circumstances, I'm sure if, if we approach it in the right way, in a balanced and measured way, uh, we will be able to help them. We're, we're looking as a borough to take only about five to ten families. Uh, but if every borough in the United Kingdom did that, immediately the government's task would be that much greater, uh, much easier rather, and they would have a greater impact from what they're doing. And uh, we all need to put our finger, our shoulders to the wheel and, and get our finger on the button and get us going. We, we've really got to embrace this. And I think this is a, a challenge to us all. And it's a moral challenge. And um, I think we need to just embrace it. And I don't think we're overburdening our population. Meanwhile, demonstrators have gathered at London's Parliament Square to protest about how the government has handled supporting citizens in Afghanistan following the takeover. Many of them are former translators for the British Army and are demanding more protection for interpreters who are still there. Earlier, a separate protest called Stop the War saw former Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn attending. Kent Online News. Other news, and a disabled woman from Maidstone has criticised a housing company for leaving her without a fully working shower for more than two weeks. Annette Lewis-Rendell, who lives in West Tree Court, says she's having to travel to her daughter's house to wash. Landlord Hyde Housing say they're arranging for it to be fixed. A man's been arrested after people in Dartford were reportedly threatened with a hammer. Police were called to Orchard Street in the early hours of this morning. They seized a weapon and detained a man in his 30s on suspicion of a fray. A controversial proposal to build houses on a former tennis club will be put forward again this week. A revised plan to build houses behind 2nd Avenue in Gillingham is due to be presented to Medway councillors on Wednesday, with the planning department recommending approval. The plans were last considered by the committee in March when they were refused for a third time. And Sean Locke's been called a true original in both comedy and life following his death at the age of 58. The TV panellist passed away after being diagnosed with cancer. Many have paid tribute to him, including comedian Ross Noble, who called him the best of the best. Sean starred on Channel 4's 8 out of 10 Cats, where he'd previously joked about what should be on his obituary. The Kent Online Podcast with Blue Butterfly, Earl Street, Maidstone. Now, Britain's train passengers could be hit by the largest fares rise in a decade. Current plans could see them rise by 4.8% despite calls for fares to be frozen. Our friends at KMTV have spoken to Tony Clayton, a rail campaigner from Sevenoaks. Commuters are paying too much already, especially from Sevenoaks. Um, I represent Sevenoaks Rail Travellers and our fares per mile 
are about the highest on the planet. Um, and, uh, you know, if we get a good service, we don't complain. But at the moment, they're very high. The increase which is proposed is a statistical freak. Um, it's because the retail price index, which most people have stopped using um, to do these sorts of calculations, has gone through the roof this year just because of the mix of products and the way the prices have been calculated. The consumer price index, which is a much better measure and has been used by most people, is also used by government for paying you know, benefits and pensions, is 2.1% um, against 3.8 for, for, for RPI. That's what they should be using. And uh, I think if they did that, nobody would complain. Do you believe this um, was pretty much inevitable? Um, and actually, we are really going to see um, rail prices go down at all? I, I, I don't think we're going to see rail prices go down. Um, I think that's really hoping for the, for the impossible. But what I would like to see is the government using consumer price index as the basis for calculating fare increases, not retail price index. And I would like to see them stop adding on extra on top of the inflation rate. If they did that, and if the service was good, I think rail passengers would be at least satisfied, if not deliriously happy. The government has said no decision had yet been made on determining ticket price increases, but that it was considering a variety of options. A man who attacked a pensioner in Ramsgate with a knuckle duster, breaking his nose and two ribs, has been jailed. Joseph Turner targeted the victim, who's in his 70s, at a block of flats in March 2019. He also assaulted another man. The 30-year-old from Collier's Wood in south-east London has been locked up for nearly three years. Archaeologists carrying out a dig at Rochester Castle Gardens have discovered parts of a medieval gate. A team have been chipping away at the main entrance to get a glimpse of the historic structure. The castle was built to command the River Medway by the Bishop of Rochester in the 1080s. You can see pictures at Kent Online. People living near Leeds Castle have hit back at a survey suggesting it adds thousands of pounds to house prices in the village. Research shows properties in Leeds are 34% more expensive than the rest of the Maidstone area, but residents say the castle plays no part as all it brings is traffic. Now, chicken fans are going to be upset with this one. Three Nando's restaurants in Kent will be temporarily closed until Saturday as the company deals with chicken shortages. The outlets in Ashford, Bluewater and Seven Oaks have been affected by issues with the supply chain. In a statement, the company says it's also been affected by a lack of staff. And two of Kent's best drag queens will be on this year's series of RuPaul's Drag Race. River Medway and Crystal Versace will battle it out of the third season of the hit TV show. Michelle Visage, Graham Norton and Alan Carr will be returning as judges. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham scored a last-minute equaliser in their game against AFC Wimbledon last night to come away with a point. They had a player sent off before conceding a late goal away from home. But Harvey Lintott managed to make it one all in the sixth minute of stoppage time. Jill's manager Steve Evans admits his side didn't play well, but says the fans kept them going. Well, I don't think we played well. I think I think you're, um, I would say probably our only spell, our best spell, well, two lots of spells, but the 10 minutes, 15 minutes before half time, I thought we started to dominate the game. Um, and I thought we put them under a lot of that pressure and we played like we'd planned to play. Um, I think up until then we were hesitant. Um, probably people are looking at Reezy and saying, He's trained once in, once in, you know, five, six weeks. Ryan Jackson played at Plymouth for an hour, but before that, I'd trained once. And 
five or six weeks. So, so Ben Reeves comes in, he's he's the same, um, and Robbie. So we're, we're really limited in our options. Uh, we had yesterday when we went on the training ground, we thought we had nine outfield players to pick from without involving the kids. And then I had to ask um, Ben and, and Robbie to put a shift in for now. I think the one thing you get is, as we were fighting about the end, I thought the referee was poor tonight. I think it's swayed by the home support. I thought they were making a sent of women and supporters. I thought theirs were brilliant. They never, we're one nil down, we're not playing well. They know we're, we're grabbing at straws, we're doing the 10 men, we're throwing academy kids on. But isn't it great, one of their own got the goal. He's been in that academy since he was eight years old. Isn't it great that he he took that right on the volley? And that's what we say to these kids. If they come up with us, we may moan, we may groan, we may be shouting at you. But you do what comes naturally. If you should take that volley, take the volley. And we don't criticise. If he puts it over the stand, he puts it over the stand, but he took it on. And you can see what he meant to the supporters. Yeah, listen, he's and he's a great kid. You know, we just said to him for, the, for their goal, we think it's a foul on Jack. But could he go and press the cross quicker? Yes, he could. Is he probably coming straight into a hundred miles an hour football match from from sitting watching? Yes, he is. Um, so we said that to him afterwards. But we said he took the volley on, and so he should. But it's I'm delighted for him. He's, I think his parents were here tonight as well, so they'll they'll be driving home. Just that's a Tuesday to Tuesday, isn't it? What I think he's, you know, Lintoff Tuesday. Gillingham welcome Morecambe to Priestfield this weekend hoping for their first win this season that's all for today thank you ever so much for listening don't forget to follow us on facebook twitter and instagram you can also download the im news app to get access to all km group newspapers just head to subsaver.co.uk news you can trust this is the kent online podcast this podcast is sponsored by blue butterfly the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on earl street maidstone bluebutterfly.co.uk